0: Your Weekly Devo Podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 28. I hope you are having a fantastic morning, afternoon, or night, wherever you find yourself, even in the midst of all the kind of crazy that's going on for you this week. Um, As news reports come out around the world, we'll start finding more and more information about what's going on. And I think it's so cool uh, that this is a great moment for the people of God to be the people of God, that we would Be a people that pray. Um, And so I wonder for you during this period of time that you use this as an opportunity to just calm your heart, right? Just calm your heart. Find yourself a, a front porch of your own. Like, here's the thing I've been sitting on this front porch for the last, I don't know, three and a half years, three years specifically. And I, I just probably in the last couple of years started watching the birds. It took me a while to actually kind of slow down enough so I'm actually seeing things. Um, so I started slowing down seeing the birds. And one of the birds, as you may know, uh, that I see around here are hummingbirds. Uh, but very rarely would they ever kind of uh, like stop and, and, and uh, kind of. I don't know. Or even for me to slow down and see them. Uh, but I put this bird feeder up right over to my left as I'm doing this podcast. And it's so cool throughout doing these episodes and in the morning when I'm sitting out here uh, to watch these birches come in and feed and, and kind of take off. But the cool thing for me is this. I don't know what it is, but for the last two weeks, they're just always out here when I'm out here. So I come out here quite a bit. I come out to read. I come out to do the podcast. I'll come out to just be quiet and be silent and slow down. And for some reason in the last two weeks, they're just always out, he- out here. And uh, I think also it's, I'm just taking the time to be slow. There's some consistency within creation of just sitting in creation and being present here. And so, um, so I have this one hummingbird and I've named it. Because I've officially become one of those weird bird people, and it's fine. And so the name of my hummingbird is Gertrude. Um, don't ask me why I picked the name Gertrude. It just felt appropriate. So Gertrude is out here all the time. Um, literally, two days ago, like was five feet from me and just didn't stop. Just We had a staring contest for two and a half minutes. It was amazing. All that to say is this. Find yourself a front porch, a place and slow down and pray and listen during this period of time. It's a gift a lot of times when all of car culture is kind of slowing down and you know things are being closed down. Like I heard that Apple, uh, Apple stores are closed down, Nike's closed down, like slow down. Maybe this is a moment to slow down and reflect and to really listen to what God is speaking to your heart during this uh, interesting time in church history. So, um, encourage you to do that. The passage for the day is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, The new has come. This is one of those passages that I hate to just yank it right out of the context, uh, but it is so important. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is go read 2 Corinthians 5. It is so, so good. And this passage helps explain so much of the context of what's happening in 2 Corinthians 5. And he's going, therefore... Based upon all that I've told you, and again, I want you to go find that context. Go find out what the therefore is Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Uh, In my years in India, and I speak about India often because it's near and dear to my heart. In my years in India, I would say one of the most difficult uh, ministries that we have in the church uh, or sorry, in the uh, in the organization, uh, which is attached to the local church, we have around 2,500 pastors in four different states. But one of the one of the one of the most difficult places to care is for the women that we rescue out of the red light district. And over my 11 years of investing into India and being a part of the Harvest India, this amazing ministry that's caring for so many people. Um, One of the more difficult ministries, the most difficult ministry that I've been a part of is rescuing these uh, and coming alongside of these women from the red light districts who many of them, most of them were trafficked, trafficked as young girls. They have sex 10 to 20 times a day. And um, it's they're hopeless in so many ways. And this has just become a part of their lives. And we come alongside of them. We bring medical care to them. But most importantly, we bring the gospel. We bring the good news of Jesus Christ. We bring his hope to them. And while I wish there were more and more women that were rescued, um, the women that, that are, that do eventually step out and we come alongside of, it is a hard difficult process because they see themselves in the way that their culture sees them, that they're nobodies, that they're filthy, that they're, they're used and worn, um, that they are to be thrown out. And one of the beautiful things that Harvest India does so often is walk alongside of them and restore them. And there's many, many, many different ways that they do that. Into the community. We give them new jobs, new responsibilities. We remind them that God has sees them as whole and healthy, that He He is their identity. They are no longer slaves. They are no longer these women that are caught in the bondage of that of, of, of being a prostitute. They are daughters. Of the most high God who, when he looks at them, he says, beautiful, lovely, valuable. And it's so amazing when one of these women or multiple of these women become, when they become aware and they understand and they believe and live in light of that truth this is what Paul pastor Paul is trying to help the Corinthian church understand if if you read through first and second Corinthians what you come to find out that the Corinthian church is struggling. They're going through a whole lot. They're having, many of them are having a crisis of faith. They're trying to figure out uh, what they should do, how they should live. And so Pastor Paul is writing this letter to them, trying to pull them back, trying to kind of, in some ways, rebuke them of some of the ways that they've been uh, been living and uh, abusing um, the, the, the the gifts that God has given to them. And, and they're confused. And so he's trying to help them come to understanding of what Jesus has done. And he says, listen, if you're in Christ, you're you're a new creation. The old that that the old way you lived, it it's passed away and the new has come. But the the key line here, the key thing that is so important for them to understand and for us to understand the same truth 2000 years it's just as important and it's this it's about being in Christ this is the stopping point this is the thing under the thing that many people are neglecting right if somebody's struggling with alcoholism you don't just look at them and say stop drinking like, of course, there's something deeper that's going on. For so many of us, so many of us listening right now, there's something deeper going on inside of you, inside of us, that maybe we're struggling with what it really means to be in Christ. Because once we make a decision to be in Christ which means that we have committed our lives to him in him only that we've repented of our sins and that we are as Paul would say crucified with him things change we change we become a people who repent we we see the old way in which we used to live But we're not defined by that anymore. We're now living in a new life in Christ. A new creation is what Paul is talking about. And maybe some symbolism that would be helpful for you to see or to understand is I really do think baptism is a really great picture of what Paul is trying to help us understand. This is what he's trying to get at. And if you want to go a little deeper in this, Romans 6 is also really helpful. But what happens is when you're getting baptized, you're essentially saying this, my old way of living is going in the grave. Because Jesus died and was put in a grave. Sin went dead. It was dead. It died with Jesus. It died with Jesus. He died for the sins of the world. And what we're doing when we're getting baptized is we're saying look 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 that old way of living, that sinful life that that ha- w- that h- held on to my identity, I'm going it's going in the grave where Jesus put it, right? And at this point in the podcast, everybody can just get say amen. So say amen. Amen. And as you go under the water in baptism, and you're saying, and you're professing, and you're proclaiming to the people around you, I'm dead to that way of living. I'm dead to that identity. When you are raised up, it's talking about how you are raised up in Christ, right? We are crucified with Christ, as was saying, we're dead to that sin. We're crucified. We no longer live. This is when we start coming up out of the water, but Christ, we're coming up out of the water, is in me, and now I live differently. I am different. This is what Paul's trying to help us get to. This is the symbolism that he's trying to help us understand. Like uh, when I was teaching our, 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 our senior high and junior high students about baptism uh, last week, and I talked to them about like, just because I wear a wedding ring doesn't mean I'm married. No, no, no. It's a symbol of my marriage. What what has allowed me to be married is a covenant that I made w- with God and my wife. We made a covenant together and I said she is my wife and I'm making a covenant to God. The wedding ring is the indication, it's the symbolism that I'm now hitched. So when I walk around somebody goes, that's a married guy because he's wearing a ring. Our baptism is the same way. This is what Paul's trying to help us get into. Don't live like you used to live. No, if you're in Christ, it's changed everything. And the indication of that is by you living in this new life as a new creation. He says you're a new creation. Being in Christ is so much more, please hear this is all important, than a get out of hell card. It changes everything it changes everything and i think so many people who who believe they're in christ who maybe said yeah you know i'll i'll do the prayer i'll say the prayer but are living no differently i would ask the question did you make that commitment did you really say no 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 that old way of living is gone but i'm new in christ i'm new and I, i'm living new i'm becoming new it's not just this get out of hell card it changes everything it 's changing me it 's causing the spirit of God is causing conviction in me, so I repent from that w- my sins, which w- is that old way of life, and I need to repentance is a turning i 'm turning back and reminding myself i 'm in christ i 'm a new creation, I want to live that way. it changes everything you see because what happened as we are in Christ and we 're now a new creation is that relationship has been completely restored. Where there was separation from God, Hebrews Hebrews 4 says, now we can boldly go to him. Sin no longer defines us. The salvific work of Jesus, this is what it does. Isn't that great news? Like Martin Luther, the great reformer, he had this idea, this, this mental image for, for you and I, and he, he, he saw, imagine a pasture, and what he saw in this pasture was all the, the cow dung, all the horse dung, all around, and this is like our sin nature, and then that first snowfall came, the first snowfall hit, and it covered everything, and it made it white as snow, He's like, that's how Jesus sees you. That's how God sees you as a result of what Jesus has done for you. Now he's like, go live that way. Go live that snow covered life. Go live that Christ covered new creation life. And I hear so many people being discouraged about who they are so much worry about not measuring up or not being a strong Christian. And what Paul, Pastor Paul is telling us, it's not about what you've done. It's about what Christ has done for us. And once we really come to understand that, it changes the lenses of how we live our lives, how we see our lives. We start realizing that all of life is truly all for Jesus and we don't earn anything. We just inherit and steward the gift that has been given to us. The news, that good news has come to us and now we live in light of that news and that's what we say, wahoo, that is great news. That is great news. So be alive in Christ. Be alive in Christ. Don't live like a dead person. Live like a resurrected person. A new creation creates. A new creation creates. That's the beautiful thing and that's the beautiful gift you are to this world. Go create. Go create in light of who he's called you to be and who you are. So how are you living like a new creation? Heavenly Father, thank you. For taking what was dead and making it alive, Spirit, help us live in the new life you have for us. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time, cheers.